1: surprise your loved ones this christmas with a goat gun the ultimate gift that won't disappoint shop at goatguns.com
2: it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. that's zero atm fees zero balance requirements and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early open your account with just 25 dollars and see how big zero can be Apply online today at penfed.org/freechecking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.
0: Welcome to adult bedtime stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world, become part of a movement, and start living a sex-positive lifestyle, free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful, sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week, the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic, designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions, and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Gigi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. This is Lady Boy and I have a very special show tonight. This month, the month of May, is National Masturbation Month. <laughs> and I have Paul with me. Hello, as my guest.
3: Hello, how's it going? <laughs> it's good to be here on the pod with you.
0: Basically, I've been celebrating National Masturbation Month for many, many years. <laughs> I forget when it exactly it started, but it's been such an amazing journey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know masturbation is somewhat taboo for a lot of people. It's kind of a taboo subject, and I like to kind of dispel some of the myths about masturbation that often we're told that it's bad or that, I remember when I was younger, I was even told it causes insanity, it causes pimples, it causes all these bad things and Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't really do it. (laughs) But I got very comfortable with my body early Mm -hmm. on and I was masturbating before I knew what it was, (laughs) or at least fondling myself. And then when I learned that you're not supposed to do this, I thought, well, what's the problem here? (laughs) So I was kind of fortunate because I was very adventurous sexually at a very young age. And so I think some of the uh, social conditioning just didn't really stick with me because I knew it felt too good to be bad. (laughs) But what are your some of your experiences?
3: Um so I started masturbating when I was about eleven or twelve years old, and I remember I actually learned about what masturbation was um, f- because I was watching a show with my dad. And there was an animal expert on the show. And uh, this animal expert had a lizard with them. And one of the things I didn't know is that apparently lizards, a lot of breeds of lizards, have uh, two penises. And when they are mating, a lot of times the lizard will actually masturbate itself its other penis it's not using to mate with and i asked my dad what masturbation was and he got got a little bit <coughs> embarrassed and you know he he had told me that you know basically it's uh <coughs> rubbing yourself and it feels really good until you have an orgasm and then later that night I was in bed and I experimented a little bit with it and I felt really amazing and I also felt dirty and like I was doing something wrong Um, but I kept on doing it and then I had my first orgasm and it was incredible and I did it several times a day from that point on and I quickly got over the the shame of it Um, and for a long time I would masturbate a lot and then Every once in a while, i started feeling weird about it again, and then I'd from masturbating. Um, and it was like that for a lot of my teenage years, and at, at first I didn't, I didn't really explore much beyond, uh, I guess, standard masturbation, uh... But as time went on, I started fondling other parts of my body while I would do it and playing with my balls and things like that. And I found that I there were a whole host of sensations I could give myself, uh, and it was really really great. Um, yeah.
0: Ah, cool. <laughs> I know for me, I, I was a late bloomer being intersex. I didn't reach puberty till pretty late, later than most people. It was probably right before I turned 17. But I always loved the tingly sensations that my body produced when I got all turned on erotically. <laughs> I loved playing with myself and playing doctor with other kids and exploring and learning about sex and you know I was kind of taught that oh this is evil and bad and you're not supposed to do it but also realized oh this feels too good to be bad and I also kind of got in tune with the early on with this concept of sex with n- nature, uh, being able to go out in the woods and be, uh, take all my clothes off deep in the woods where nobody was and run around and play and explore my body and the wind and the sunshine. And, and I just love the sensations that I would get when I got turned on and I realized this is a gift it's not a something bad or something as they kept trying to teach me <laughs> and I realized that part of masturbation it was such a amazing journey to just get myself turned on and get into this headspace It's a little different than our normal day-to-day living. And so I've always kind of celebrated masturbation, whether during May or any other time of the year. And I've come across, you know, I've been doing studies on human sexuality, and I came across one study, I forget who it was, but they kind of did a survey, and to kind of get an idea of, well, is masturbation something that's practiced a lot or little or what? And for normal human lifespan, masturbation is the most frequently utilized form of sexual expression in a person's lifetime. And yet it's kept so taboo and so kind of not openly discussed, and I think there is a power in naming and in discussing some of these topics, because as we talk about masturbation, and we see other people masturbate, and even let other people see us masturbate, it helps destroy the whole sense of taboo. It breaks down the walls, Mm -hmm. have you experienced this at all
3: oh yeah definitely I remember the first time I saw another person masturbate it was uh I was in boy scouts and one of the people I was in boy scouts with uh he was really popular because his uncle had a subscription to playboy and he'd always bring about six or eight playboys to the campouts and other kids would go to his tent and hang out and you know most of the time we kept all of our clothes on but I remember one time that uh, you know this little boy got so turned on And he threw caution to the wind and he took down his pants and started masturbating and at first everyone in the tent was uh, a little shocked and you know they even like made jokes and called him gay but he really didn't care uh, and it gave other people the confidence to start doing it themselves and you know, after about an hour, like, everyone, like, all five of us were all masturbating at the same time, and it gave me a a, a sense of, like, bonding and closeness with those boys. We never talked about it again, uh, but there was a camaraderie that came with it that I, I found very freeing, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it was uh, confidence that, well, you know. It sounds
0: kind of like it was a rite of passion, I mean, a rite of transition into going up from boyhood into manhood Yeah. for you.
3: yeah, it was.
0: And we, you know, we don't have, in our culture this kind of symbolic act that we do to transition from boyhood into manhood Mm -hmm. nor for women, for girls to transition into womanhood and I know that for me I went through, it's kind of like a rite of passage and many cultures had that built into the social structure Uh, For some cultures, they had what was called the red tent for girls. Mm -hmm. When they reached puberty, they'd spend time with elder Mm -hmm. women in the red tent and learn all about sex. (laughs) And for men, they had different, depending on the culture, they had different ways to teach young boys how to become a man. In fact, the Kama Sutra is pretty much a manual on reaching, making that transition from child to adult. (laughs) And part of that is, in many of these, is learning how to pleasure yourself as Mm -hmm. well as a partner. Mm -hmm. For me, I think part of my transitions, I did get some fortunate situations like he did Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of us do in secret Mm -hmm. and it does help to kind of normalize sexuality and normalize masturbation Mm
1: -hmm. to be able to
0: share that in a group setting yeah and to uh, it also has that kind of sense of the forbidden which makes it even more exciting Mm -hmm. (laughs) did you feel some of that as that happened
3: oh oh yeah definitely um, as it was happening it you know it was interesting because it was this process of like embarrassment and then overcoming the embarrassment and then there was a, a joy like we were all laughing Mm-hmm. And, and giggling <laughs> and having a good time. Um, it, it, it was really, really powerful. It oh yeah. meant a lot to me.
0: Yeah. And I think that having these, if you haven't had this type of experience, it is kind of something that just kind of happens in our culture, unfortunately. And it's one of those rare things that happens, it doesn't happen. For all boys and infor- or and all girls, f- unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think it should <laughs> be mm-hmm. a part of. Uh, we should have a red tent and the <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe a blue tent too, <laughs> 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 um, <coughs> where we can learn about our bodies as we transition from child into adult. And speaking of transitions, I think. A lot of times, masturbation is highly focused just on the genitals, especially for a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. It's like we're kind of taught to focus all our energy on the penis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's somehow culturated into us. We're the pursuers of sex, not... And Mm -hmm. to be a pursuer is... (laughs) Kind of an exciting thing, f- but also felt weird in that context mm-hmm. growing up. I thought, well, why should I be the pursuer all the time? Why can't girls mm-hmm. pursue?" And then I discovered that, oh, if a girl pursues sex, she's called a whore or mm-hmm. a slut, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is very demeaning and in some situations can actually cause a young woman to be ostracized. Yeah. Which is really shameful. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have sexual bodies. They're designed Mm -hmm. for pleasure and enjoyment, and it's part of our drive. Sex drive is very powerful. And to call it sinful or bad and refrain from it abstinence just isn't even from masturbation it's really kind of going against nature in a way
3: (laughs) yeah and it can cause a lot of problems you know social problems anxiety you know uh i know when i was young and i was talking to someone i was really attracted to, I trip over my words and couldn't, and I found myself saying things that just sounded really, really silly or dumb because I couldn't focus on what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. I remember that, um, I used to, when I found myself in a situation like that, I'd go excuse myself and go to the bathroom and I'd masturbate and when I came back all of a sudden I was able to think clearly and you know really think about what I was saying and just felt more at ease and comfortable with the situation and with myself and with the person that I was attracted to Yeah. That's a good technique <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to use because I know that can be so awkward, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we get kind of worked up sometimes, especially when we feel an attra- strong attraction for another person.
3: Yeah, especially when you're younger and your hormones are going crazy, and you're, you know, it, it the the whole situation is new to you and you don't know what to do with those feelings
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit about setting up an environment for self-pleasuring for masturbation and for Mm self-love and a lot of times we get rushed and modern society, things, we don't have a lot of time sometimes. Things get busy, we've got things to do, and to take the time and set up a environment and create a love space for ourselves, we do it for our partners for more than we do it for ourselves mm-hmm. because we've been, we've never been taught otherwise. And so one of the things I do from time to time is create a space and a time and I'll light some incense, I'll put on some ambient lighting, and I do have a nice big mirror right next to my Mm -hmm. bed so I can watch myself, Mm. which kind of brings up another topic we didn't quite touch on from your story about the Boy Scouts, Mm -hmm. and that is the whole concept of voyeurs and exhibitionists. Mm -hmm. And we often, you know, in our culture, exhibitionists are these men in raincoats that flash people. (laughs) They're doing it Mm non-consensually, and it's considered very um, bad. Mm Mm-hmm. If done properly, because I run Aphrodite's Temple, I've put on many a masturbation show, Mm -hmm. but with full consent of the audience. Mm -hmm. Lawyers are kind of thought of in our culture as peeping Tom, sneaking Mm -hmm. around, peeking in doors and windows and looking at other people having sex Mm non-consensually. And so it too is looked at and frowned upon but there is a positive side of being a voyeur mm-hmm. if it's done consensually. Yeah. And I find it's kind of interesting because the voyeur and the exhibitionist have a symbiotic relationship where both benefit as long as it's done consensually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When it's done without the other party's knowledge, it's sneaking around mm-hmm. or doing it as turn-on just for the one-sided person, mm-hmm. then it's kind of skanky. <laughs>
3: yeah. And I think that one of the reasons you you have peeping toms, you have flashers and trench coats, uh, is because of the way that we've been socialized to 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 think about sex, mm-hmm. and it's a negative uh, reaction to the shame that's piled on us uh, by society, and people need an outlet, and if they don't have any outlet at all, they'll use a negative outlet. Yeah. Uh, but if you create a safe space where people can engage in voyeurism and exhibition in a consensual, consensual and positive way, you don't have as many of those problems in society.
0: And one of the things I love about the bisexual community, they're always coming up with new concepts. And one of the ones I ran across years ago and then started participating in it's what's called a Jack and Jill social gathering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's both males and females. It's usually bisexuals because they run it and they bring in other bisexuals. And basically, the girls, well, the boys jack off and the girls chill off. <laughs> they polish the pearl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do it as in a group setting where everybody can watch and also, exhibit their own, and it's all optional. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just sit and watch and enjoy the energy. Well, it depends on the house rules.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some house rules, everybody has to participate, mm-hmm. and other house rules, it's as you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and long ago, I've done that in Temple. I should do it again at mm-hmm. Aphrodite's Temple. Yeah. Uh have another. Jack and Jill social gathering Mm -hmm. because it can be so liberating and so freeing to be able to be sexually expressive Mm -hmm. in front of others. Interesting how the dynamics work Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden I've organized a few Mm -hmm. of them and so I'll start usually because nobody else wants to go first. Mm -hmm. So I'll start playing with my body and getting aroused and next thing you know... You hear the whole breathing in the room change and mm-hmm. shift as everybody starts getting into it. Mm-hmm. And you have to have some rules. Like, you know, it is strictly masturbation. You don't mm-hmm. touch each other without consent. Mm-hmm. And it's not about lovemaking mm-hmm. and copulation, it's mm-hmm. really about masturbation as yeah. a group. And that can be so amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's also a really safe way to play with a lot of partners, a lot of new partners, mm-hmm. because you no are fluid risk, Yeah, there's no fluid exchange at all. I remember, you know, when I was first like reading about polyamory, I first ran ac- across the concept of mutual masturbation as a way to safely play with people like you know especially if you know someone that you find very attractive and they know that they have a communicable disease it's a safe way to play with them where you're not risking your yourself uh, exposure to whatever disease they might have
1: mm-hmm
3: and
0: oftentimes, you know, STDs and STIs are so stigmatized. Oh, yeah, they it's are. It's not as bad as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the positive things, if there are any positive things from the AIDS epidemic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It kind of helped desensitize and de-stigmatize having an STI or STD. Mm-hmm. I do think that masturbation has that beautiful safety net around it Mm -hmm. (laughs) as long as you stick to it yeah and that's where doing organized group settings where you do have rules comes in very handy Mm -hmm. because often if just left to people's own devices one thing leads to another and next thing you're crossing boundaries you weren't planning to cross Mm -hmm. and you get caught up in the heat of the moment and And that's when problems can occur. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good to have, we need more Jack and Jill social gatherings in the world. Mm. And I'm watching your expression as I describe the Jack and Jill social gathering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, you're just kind of beaming going, ooh, I think I want to do this. Yeah. Unfortunately, here in Texas, we don't get many opportunities for that, but Mm -hmm. definitely in the San Francisco area, I know of some bisexuals that have regular Jack and Jill social gatherings on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people join in, and it's amazing. (laughs) And I'd like to kind of cover some of the rules in case anybody wants to host a Jack and Jill social gathering. The -hmm. first rule is, well, one of the things we do is we get some bags for everybody to put their belongings in. And one of the requirements is that everybody must be naked for these. Mm -hmm. You can't come in clothed and watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's... Not good for the atmosphere Mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of people watching a bunch of other naked people
1: Mm -hmm.
0: masturbate. It kind of throws things off. And clothes can act as a shield and a barrier, and you want to drop those shields and barriers. Mm -hmm. So one of the rules is everybody has to be undress for the event Mm -hmm. once they come into the event and join. Usually what we would do is have a social area where you can even be fully clothed. And then the Jack and Jill social gathering would take place in a separate room where you had to remove your clothes. So you could still go to the gathering and stay in the social area all night Mm -hmm. if you didn't feel like going totally naked and we're building up to it, (laughs) so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to have strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. And one of the boundaries is, for some of them, no touching anybody else. All you can do is masturbate yourself, Mm -hmm. but you can watch each other. And that is a good way to start especially a new group, Mm -hmm. so that everybody has that safety Mm -hmm. net around them. After a while, we changed the rules where people could do mutual masturbation, touching each other as long as it was with permission and you Mm -hmm. had to ask first Mm -hmm. before you just jump in. Another rule we had was that there's no casual conversations in the social gathering itself. While people are playing, you don't want to be talking mm-hmm. at a social level because it could be disruptive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to go with the flow of the energy and be a part of it. And so we had all these rules wow. in place to protect all the participants. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful experience. And I bring all this up because the Jack and Jill social gathering is perfect for National Masturbation Month. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Did you have rules about what you did with your fluids and not much. in, you know?
0: We brought our own towels Mm -hmm. to sit on. And we kept our own bodily fluids on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now some of them they required the men to wear a condom w- if they're going to ejaculate mm-hmm. just so that especially me I'm a squirter I mean I <laughs> squirt all over the place.
3: <laughs> oh I know. <laughs>
0: but I can also contain it when I need to just cupping my hand when that mm-hmm. moment happens mm-hmm. and it starts squirting and just cut my hand over it so it didn't go anywhere that I don't want it to. hmm And for some women, they ejaculate too. Mm-hmm. And, s- and they ejaculate even more fluid than men do. Yeah. So it is important to contain the fluids.
1: hmm
0: And s- that's where towels, and once you collect everything, then you go wash your hands and mm-hmm. put your dirty towels away. hmm in a safe space and we brought extra plastic bags to put the dirty laundry in Mm -hmm. and so by practicing very safely we could all enjoy and the energy in the room would just be so amazing because it's unlike anything else to participate in one of these Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you can just go in the room and at first start getting into the mood and watching some of the players and before long that you kind of get into that energy and there's a kind of group dynamic that kind of kicks in in these things where the energy just rise, erotic energy just rises up in everybody and mm. it's just an amazing experience.
3: I mean were there a lot of toys at these parties?
0: Oh, yes, definitely. People were encouraged to bring their own toys, though, mm-hmm. and not share them around.
3: Yeah, that's a, a safety issue for sure. Yeah.
0: And so we'd bring, you know, I had a whole toy bag I'd bring, dildos, and I'd even do, she could even do anal, some anal play at some mm-hmm. of them. But depending on, like I say, there's different house rules for each party. Some there's no penetration whatsoever, Mm -hmm. just external play, Mm -hmm. even for females. It's okay to use dildos and vibrators Mm -hmm. and enjoy the full pleasures Mm -hmm. (laughs) of masturbation. And while we're on the subject of toys, Mm -hmm. uh, even males can enjoy toys. (laughs) What are some of the toys you've enjoyed?
3: I've, I've enjoyed vibrators. I've used a vibrating sound which was really incredible and mm-hmm. other sounds. Uh, and
1: explain
0: what is a sound?
3: A sound is a metal rod that is used to insert into your urethra and stretch out your urethra and go down the shaft of your penis women can also sound because they have a urethra as well it's a smaller urethra so you have to be a little more careful mm-hmm. with uh female sounding i've used a small butt plug before and like other things uh for insertion uh,
1: mm-hmm.
3: one that i haven't used but i've been Eyeing is uh, there are different masturbation sleeves, uh, pocket pussies and the like. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sure there are other ones that I'm not recalling right now.
0: One of my favorite toys I've used is vibrating anal beads. Mm. And you do a proper clean out first, Mm -hmm. then you insert them. And then I've gone dancing and danced my way to orgasm after orgasm. Mm-hmm. I've gone swimming with the men. That can be amazing. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I've even had the man while I was at the beach and riding the waves to orgasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Body surfing.
3: Now, because I, I've seen these anal beads, one thing I would like to point out is we're talking about playing in water and the, they are not uh, r- run by electricity right uh, they have weights in them that uh, kind of they're jostle back
0: they're little balls within balls mm-hmm. and so they are l- minor plastic ones with a little metal ball inside
1: mm-hmm.
0: and as you move it vibrate the inner ball vibrates against the walls of the outer ball mm-hmm and it sends vibrations all through your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And especially for men, it stimulates the prostate gland, Mm -hmm. the uh, the male G-spot, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And it can be a whole different type of orgasm than just stimulating the penis because it goes up a whole different set of nerves and Mm -hmm. it produces a more emotional orgasm. So, I highly recommend it. <coughs> I mean, it, I've gotten to the point where I'm giggling and laughing mm-hmm. and crying all at the same time and just feeling this orgasmic rush of emotions. <laughs> it's very amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've also used many different anal play toys, including vibrators. Mm -hmm. The Hitachi magic wand is awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just ooh vibrate yourself to amazing multiple orgasms. And yes, men can have multiples too. Mm -hmm. And non ejaculatory multiples. But it takes learning your body and playing with it. Mm -hmm. Another topic that we're kind of coming up on is edging the orgasm, which we did a whole show about not long ago, and bringing yourself close to that point of no return, and then through breathing and touching other parts of your body and just stopping all genital stimulation, it helps spread that orgasmic energy into your whole body.
3: Uh, Another thing that you can do when you're close to that moment of orgasm, when you feel yourself getting close, is for men, you can put your finger right at the the base of your penis where it meets your, your testicles and you can squeeze that area and S- either squeeze or relax your PSD muscles. You have to learn, like, what works for you and what doesn't. But that can help hold off the orgasm for a while. Oh, long
1: yeah. Time.
0: And I think breathing is also very oh, important. It's, Doing it's that key. deep, deep breathing. Because mm-hmm. often when we get excited sexually, we get that kind of, ah, 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 ah. ah, ah. short, shallow, Mm -hmm. rapid breath going. And that can trigger an orgasm or help in triggering an Mm -hmm. orgasm. By breathing that erotic energy, it helps pull it up into the full body instead of keeping it down in the genitals. Yeah. and helps circulate that energy. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you like to do to really transform masturbation into a night of loving yourself
3: when i know that i want to spend a long time and really you know give myself a a full experience um a lot of times i will i will take time to take a bath and like really soak and kind of start my brain fantasizing about different things that I I find really hot, that really turn me on, and, you know, kind of set an intention to really explore my sexual body. And as I, you know, soap myself, like I'm very aware of my hands on my body and how my body feels on my hands how my hands feel all over my body and i will play with my hair and i will put my fingers in my mouth and down my throat and then after i get done with the bath i will dry off and put a towel on and let myself completely air dry and I might rub my body with lotion or oil and feel really smooth and move around and feel my body like all over itself as I breathe slow and deep breaths and then I'll light a candle and I'll light some incense and I'll start fantasizing again, and I'll fantasize for a long time before I even start touching myself. And then I'll start touching myself all over my body, like at first just doing slow strokes of my skin on on parts of my body that are not my primary erogenous zones and then I'll start playing with my nipples I'll uh, I'll uh, massage the area between my my asshole and my testicles the the um, perineum yeah the perineum and I'll massage that area and then I'll play with my testicles and I'll let myself get a big full erection before I even start touching myself and then I'll start slowly rubbing my cock up and down very lightly and Just do a little bit and then go go back to touching around my body I'll do go back and forth between that for a while and then after I've got myself really really fully worked up then I'll start doing a a lot more pressure on my penis and I'll go back and forth between like hard strokes and soft strokes and I'll feel the sexual energy build up in me and build up and build up and get really close and then breathe and touch myself all over And move the sex energy around and I'll massage my perineum again and then I'll go back and forth between, you know, stimulating myself and getting myself very, very close and not quite all the way there and, you know, playing with my testicles and going back and forth for, for, you know, an hour or two. And then when I finally do decide that I can't hold it anymore and that I really want the orgasm, then I will do another slow build-up and get myself right on the edge. And I'll stay there until I just can't stand it anymore. And then I'll have an incredible orgasm that just makes all of the hair on my body stand up and makes the hair on the back of my head like tighten and it is incredible it is absolutely amazing I I would highly recommend it to everyone
0: ah yes (laughs) what are some of the things you do for taking care of yourself emotionally during a night of self-love I Or are there things you do?
3: <laughs> I, y- yeah, there, there are definitely things I do to take care of myself. First of all, if I know it's going to be really intense, uh, especially like with the baths, since I like really hot baths, I'll make sure to really hydrate myself. Uh, because if you take care of your body, you have a better you you have you are better able to take care of yourself emotionally and i will you know sometimes things come up during masturbation that trigger because this society can be so sex negative it can trigger you know either shame or guilt uh, or you know you might be masturbating and then all of a sudden like something pops into your head that you feel a little bad about um, and then you know you kind of go through the experience and then afterwards like you want to keep my mi- like keep, stay mindful of those things that come up that make you feel really weird and then afterwards sit and meditate on those things and on what they mean and like understand that you're not broken they're not wrong that you know it's it's okay to be into what you're into I remember you know when I was younger and I would masturbate and I first started like thinking about guys when I would masturbate And how it felt really really kind of shame shameful and bad Uh, but I I think that you know the first steps in uh, overcoming uh, this kind of uh, internalized homophobia that I had was going through those experiences and then like like realizing that I d- hadn't done anything wrong, that I wasn't doing anything bad uh, and I think that it was really um, highly important so that I could really come to accept myself for everything that I am
1: mm.
0: and one of the things that I've done in the past is taking some time to look at my body in the mirror and compliment myself on how beautiful my body is. Mm. Because too often we're overly critical of our bodies. And when we can take some time and really appreciate what we have and how well our bodies respond and work sexually and how beautiful they look. I mean, I love looking at my cock as it is flaccid and then starts swelling and getting larger and Mm -hmm. raising up. And Oh, it feels so amazing to just see it and Mm -hmm. feel it. And it gets just a whole Mm -hmm. transformation occurs within my penis and in my balls and it becomes so oh it's hard to put into words but to see it and go wow what a beautiful cock I have (laughs) and make those statements and tell myself oh I am such a beautiful sexy creature Mm -hmm. I love the way I look I love the way my body works and how it responds and and how beautiful it all comes together as I get more aroused and stimulated Mm -hmm. and really in touch with the pleasure I'm giving myself. And then in the midst of it all, I go, Gigi, I love you. You're so beautiful. And I think it's important to take some time when you're loving yourself to tell yourself that, oh, I love you, Gigi. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because too often we tell ourselves, oh, you're no good. And that helps me eliminate a lot of that sex negative stuff coming in.
3: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense
0: by just saying oh you are beautiful just as you are I am enough I have what it takes Mm -hmm. to enjoy and to become a sexual goddess or God Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's some of the emotional parts of Really making love to yourself. Yes. I think it is so important to take that emotional time in our self-love making to compliment ourselves and to really cherish ourselves because we are a beautiful being worthy of self-praise and self-love and Mm self-pleasuring. I think it's important that We take that time, and it's good and healthy for us to raise that energy and spend a time once in a while making love to ourselves. What are some of the benefits that you have experienced?
3: So I think one of the important parts of masturbation is when I, I think that it is a key that is really helpful for building a healthier mind and a healthier uh, state of being because when we masturbate we are flooded with all of the happy chemicals with serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin and it is it's really, really healthy in building a a happier mindset and a healthier mind. I think that it can help in so many ways in self-esteem, and it really changes the way that you view the world. It
0: really does, and one of the things I've noticed it's. A lot of life is a matter of focus. If we focus on the negative and focus on all the problems in life, then we're getting all anxious and worried and concerned and we build up a lot of stress. And that releases a whole different set of chemicals in the brain. Mm -hmm. Anxiety, We have so many anxiety disorders (laughs) and so many of them can be reduced just by taking a little time and refocusing on our own pleasure and taking care of our bodies. Our bodies are designed to have sex and enjoy sex and when we take that time to love ourselves, it really changes the focus and outlook on life and gives us a whole different perspective.
3: Mm -hmm. Hmm. One of the things that I think is really important about masturbation is that it is an opportunity for you to be really grateful for your body, for your sexual body, for the things that your body can do. I think that there's a sense of reverence and awe that goes along with really loving yourself and making love to yourself that is very, very important. Uh, I, I think that Through masturbation, we get in touch with the divine spark that is within all of us Mm -hmm. uh, that just makes you so grateful to be in the body that you're in.
0: Oh, yes. And I would like to say one thing on masturbation oftentimes people get into relationships and I'm all for making love with others I love it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but that doesn't mean that I have to exclude masturbation because I'm in a relationship in fact in all my relationships through my life I've included masturbation sometimes solo sometimes with my partner present Mm -hmm. because we do need that time to pleasure ourselves as well as our partners yeah and i've seen so many couples they get together and it's like masturbation goes out the window so to speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that can be such a shame because it is such a very special time that we can give ourselves And sometimes share with our partner.
3: Mm -hmm. I remember uh, there was actually a time I was with a a partner. And I was in the bathroom masturbating. And she walked in on me. And for a second she was offended. She was like... Why are you masturbating when I'm just in the other room? Like, you could have come and played with me. Like, why are you masturbating instead of playing with me? And I told her, you know, we're polyamorous. If I had been sleeping with someone else, you wouldn't have a problem with that. But I am making love to myself. And that you have a problem with. And... It really made her think, and she did apologize about getting upset, and I think that this is the thing that happens with a lot of people, and the reason people kind of stop masturbating, because, you know, they equate, like, oh, if my partner is masturbating instead of using that sexual energy on me, that there's something Wrong with me, like clearly, I'm not desirable, and that that's a shame that that mentality well, it's not true yeah I it's mean, it's not true at all
0: it's like there are times when we all need that private time to pleasure ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think it also makes us a better lover, oh yeah, when we are with our partners,
3: oh yeah, because
0: we learn how our own body works, how it what feels really good and then we can share take that back to our partner and share it with them
3: oh yeah uh we can share with them what we like and then we can also
0: learn what they like
3: w- learn what they like and like try different things that we learn that we like on on them
0: mm-hmm. i've been with many boyfriends and girlfriends and Yeah, there's some differences between boys and girls, but we have more in common than we have different. Yeah, there's some techniques that need to be learned when you're pleasuring someone that's not your same sex. Mm -hmm. But that's true, too, of people that are the same sex. Oh, yeah. Because I've been with some boys that we're all wired a little different. Oh, yeah. And so through masturbation, and I've always liked to watch my partner masturbate because mm-hmm. I can learn how he or she likes it mm-hmm. and how, what turns them on and learn how to be a better lover by sharing a masturbation session together where we take turns watching each other. And so I think part of masturbation can be a tool we can use, nonverbal communication tool, Mm -hmm. to show our partners what we like Mm -hmm. and to see what our partner
1: likes. Yeah.
0: And I can say this, too. Masturbation has been around since the beginnings of mankind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not something that's shameful or bad it's been done over and over and over and over again throughout the ages we're sexual beings and masturbation is a form of self-love and self-pleasuring and getting into that different headspace Mm -hmm. often when we're in our daily lives we're thinking about the future, the past, this concern or that concern. And we've got all these things we're kind of working on and projects. And we get caught up in it all. And by taking a little break to just pleasure ourselves and love ourselves and appreciate ourselves, it gives us a whole better perspective that we can carry back out into our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, after having a good masturbation and self-lovemaking, for days afterwards, I see the world a little different, a little brighter. Yeah. And I think it's partly those happy chemicals going through my brain (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) that kind of transforms the way I see the world. Once again, it gets back to a matter of focus. After good lovemaking, I see the beauty in the world a little clearer. Get more in tune with and connected with not just the world, but the people around me and more fully present. Because when we do get into the, that sexual mindset, we become more fully present with ourselves. And, or if we're with a partner, more fully present with them. Mm-hmm. And by using that as a practice, it helps us be able to take it back to our daily lives and be more fully present mm-hmm. with the people in our daily lives on the non-sexual level. Yeah. So any other comments or thoughts? I think one thought I had, we were going over the rules earlier on Jack and Jill social gatherings. And one of the things I didn't mention was that often if you are doing a party that people are allowed to touch each other with permission, it's a good idea to use gloves barriers just for the safety. And I didn't mean to cover that because I forgot to mention it earlier. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) The thing about masturbation that is really beautiful is that it really helps you accept yourself and who you are and and it helps you be better in the world. Um.
0: I know for me, it's improved my self confidence mm-hmm. as a sexual being, yeah, I know when I was first started exploring sex with others, it was a little awkward. I didn't know exactly what I was doing and Through the practice of masturbation and then also through lovemaking, I learned the skills and became more Mm self-confident, not just in lovemaking, but in general, too.
3: Yeah. So important. (laughs)
0: Hey. And so on that note, go out and, or actually go in and take some time and Enjoy National Masturbation Month and celebrate with everyone in the sense of we're all masturbating Mm -hmm. all over the world.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not in front of each other, but there is, I think, a kind of energy connection. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that others all over the place are enjoying the arts of masturbation when I first encountered National Masturbation Month, I thought, what a beautiful concept. This month, people are intentionally masturbating mm-hmm. or getting into this whole side of ourselves. It's so taboo. And to kind of think of it in those terms, it, it kind of gave me... The permission and the joys of really accepting that, yeah, masturbation is awesome.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for having me on the pod again. I've really enjoyed talking with you.
0: Oh, yes. I love doing these. And it's all about educating people that, hey, sex is amazing. It's not something that should be shameful or bad. It's something that is sacred or it can be if we make it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And masturbation to me is a sacred act that I do with myself and sometimes in front of others when it's appropriate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And by taking time to share and love and break these sex-negative taboos, I know it's healing at a very spiritual level for me. So go out and enjoy masturbating. (laughs) Yes, I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you
2: Make this Christmas memorable with Goat Guns. Get the coolest miniature gun models for your collection. From historical classics to modern weapons, we have something for every firearm and hobby enthusiast. Surprise your loved ones with the gift of Goat Guns, the perfect blend of quality and detail. Shop now and spread the joy at GoatGuns.com.